Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Just enough time for me to color this planchette. I hate when I talk on my phone like this because it's just the awful angle of my face. Do you mean beautiful? It also doesn't help that my face is just fat now. You like my background? It's sugar cult. I love it. You like mine? It's my washer and dryer. Yeah, clean clothes. That's right. Oh, kitty. Well, um, yeah, did you do anything cool today? Uh, I did someone's hair. We're going back, to, or I'm going back tomorrow to finish up. Fun. And that's it. Ryan's worried about Georgia's separation anxiety from me. Is he, he's not in the room with you? No. Why not? George? Yeah. Well, we need to form a little bit of some space. Ryan thinks that he's got separation anxiety and we would like to check it before it gets too bad. That's fair. Yeah. <gasps> Theme song. your excuse okay can you hear me fine on my telephone yeah. audio yeah cool Ooh, i even heard that gulp <laughs> look oh that's real pretty yeah i think people will love that yeah good that y'all can't see it but it's a surprise anyway. <laughs> um <laughs> Hey, welcome. So do you want to, oh, hello. Hi. And welcome. welcome to What's your excuse? The podcast. The podcast. Uh, the podcast where, oh yeah, I'm Caitlin Fuck. And <laughs> Caitlin Fuck is my full legal name. Um, and this is a podcast where we talk about the reasons we and our excuses for being weirdos. We are the weirdos, Mr. Yep. Uh, I'm very tired this evening. Wake up. Because we are recording on a different day than usual. Do you want to tell them why? Oh, because I had a potential exposure. So we're being safe. Yeah. And well, I mean, it was, I was exposed to someone who has COVID. (laughs) So there's no like potential. Um, But I do, I've gotten some test results back and they're negative. So. But we're just keeping it on the 
on the, on safe, the safe side. side. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> um, kitty, get out of here. Uh, Kitty's here. She's being a little bit nosy right now. Yeah. Trying to hop in my dirty clothes. Mmm. Yeah. Anyways, how was your week? It was fine. Um, what did I do this week? I mostly stayed home with George. <laughs> yeah, so, George the dog. That's right. Forever, Boy. forever there. Yep. He lives with us now. But yeah, I mostly just stayed home with him, hung out, you know. So, got to get back at doing some work, getting cups made for the Skellington Market. Woo-hoo! Yeah. Yeah, I figure on this quarantine, I'll go ahead and bust out some of my pricing and stuff. Yeah. Because I don't think I'm going to have anyone cover part of my shift again. Kenny, stop. Mm. On Sunday, so I work till 10. I'll probably just send Chris and be like, claim a spot next to Megan. Yeah. But... Yeah. I by the time that I registered for it it was too late to request it off. So And you don't think anyone will trade with you? Well not trade. I can't I physically no. can't trade. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> I don't well. have any other days available. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I have asked some people and they've all said, I'll get back to you and then no one's gone back to me, so mm-hmm. I probably just need to follow up a bit. Yeah. We'll Not see. Not a bad idea. But yeah. Anyway. How was your week? The week. It's skipped on that. It sounded funny. Oh, on my good. Um, well, you know, not not much. I Toro came into town, so I said hey to him, which was fun. Yeah. Um, and then... I mean, that's really it. I took down my Halloween decorations today, so that was really sad. My house looks stupid uh-huh. now. I'm not spooky no more. <laughs> Just kidding. It's so creepy. But, but the the creepy cloths, like the spooky fabric and the spiderwebs, really did match my decor. Like It really did. You could leave it up all year. I know. And so now my ha- house just looks a little bit naked. Yeah. Well, put it back up. Oh, mm-hmm. look, my hair looks insane. I love it. I'll screenshot that in my sugar cult background. Mm, got it. That's a good one. What's wrong so, with that? If neither of us really have weeks to talk about, do we want to? I, so, do we want to go ahead and shout out our patrons so that we don't forget? Yeah. All right. I want to thank you guys for donating and supporting the show. Uh, first is Brian and Amanda. Yeah, we also have Brandon. And Jeffrey. And Shelby. That's right. And that's it. More people need to come back. Yeah. Uh, that's how we get things done. Uh, that's how we bought our first round of stickers. Mm-hmm. And so, if you want more and bigger and better stickers, yeah, support us. Support us. Give us all your money. Yeah. 
or find a friend who wants to pay for an ad. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, so, an ad. Yeah. Which I think did I pay for that sloppy second? I need to record that. I think I, <laughs> I think I gave my some money for that once, and then <laughs> then I never was like. I was always like, I never wrote anything. <laughs> Money has been received. Money <laughs> ah, <laughs> has been received. Great. <laughs> so, uh, sometime. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to talk about or tell them what we're going to talk about today? Yes. Today, we're going to talk about one of Megan's favorite things. And by favorite, I mean something she absolutely hates and is terrified of. And that is possessions that's Woo! right i've got a possessed doll right in my corner her oh, name's annabelle i hate her did you see it's my new doll for her to be angry about it did you see my new doll named she really looks like bay arthur but no. kind of creepy i'll send you a picture good thank god put that on my phone in memory forever <laughs> Maybe so I'll just wait you, do you want to go first or do you want me to? I think you should go first. Okay. So because you're not, are you, explain to us what you're doing. So what I actually wanted to talk about was the process of an exorcism in the Catholic church and a little bit of information behind it. Because I don't like talking about possessions. I don't like talking about true stories of possessions. And I surely don't want to talk about it in my home. This so, I decided to go with what I do uh, understand a little bit about. And that is the Catholic Church. Um, as a Catholic light individual. I what does that mean? I know some about the catholic church and i call myself a catholic but do i like subscribe to everything the catholic church does no like practicing all yeah. the time yeah like i don't go to confession you're not, a, every you're week. not out here lighting candles for people no like my sweet sweet mr and mrs frank jasek yep just like them and they light candles for anyone i ever need yeah they light candles for me so sweet I wonder why spam risk is calling me at 8.15. No. A risk of spam? A risk of spam. I have to something spam a lot. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, we are, everything that I'm reading is from Wikipedia. They had a lot of information about the process, when it's needed, all of that. That's where all my information is from, too. If you have a dollar or so. Donate to Wikipedia because it's all user-funded. Yep. It's just some people with too much fucking time on their hands. And too much information in their brains. Yeah. Kitty's putting her buffle right in my face. So there are different types of exorcisms. Um, personally, I am someone who stands stronger by the Catholic Church's exorcism because it does have many uh, almost like prerequisites you have to meet um like it, it i once had a boyfriend who told me he wanted to go see a movie about possessions it was not ryan and i said i don't watch those movies like it's it's you're opening a door and he said 
well, or I said something like, it scares me because it's real, like it could happen. And he said something like, well, if you get possessed, you can just get an exorcism. And I had to explain to him that that's not actually how it works in the Catholic faith. Yeah, it has no. to be strung up a ladder to all yeah, the way it, to the Pope that has to approve it. Yeah, I was like, it's got to be proved like at the Vatican. Yeah, Otherwise, like it's nope. a lot of, yeah, exactly. So, um, the Catechism of the Catholic Church states, when the church asks publicly and authoritatively in the name of Jesus Christ that a person or object be protected against the power of the evil one and withdrawn from his dominion, it is called exorcism. The now, evil one. That's right. And they capitalize evil and one. So the Catholic oh. Church revised the right of exorcism in January of 1999, though the traditional right in Latin is allowed as an option. The ritual assumes that possessed persons retain their free will, though the demon may hold control over their physical body and involves prayers, blessings, and invocations with the use of the document. Um, of exorcisms and certain supplications question yes you said they rewrote it to be in english or uh, yeah. then, but you can still use the original so it doesn't have to be in latin right the demons know english now i mean probably I huh not. i mean i think they're supposed to know a lot of languages that's true so it also says the Catholic Church authorizes the use of exorcism for those who are believed to be the victims of demonic possession. Duh. In Roman Catholicism, exorcism is a sacramental, but not a sacrament, unlike baptism or confession. Unlike a sacrament, exorcism's integrity and efficacy do not depend on the rigid use of an unchanging formula or on the ordered sequence of prescribed actions. It depends on two elements authorization from valid and licit church authorities and the faith of the exorcist so in a sacrament basically there are you know my favorite thing about the catholic church is the ritualistic side of it the mm -hmm. fact that you know exactly what's coming next peace be with you and with your spirit it's the call and response i love the ritualistic side of it it's the communion all of that you know I don't know how many Catholic services you've been to. None. Oh, okay. Uh, wait, people... Maybe I've been to one. I've been to an Episcopalian. That was weird. <laughs> different. Um, I've never been to an Episcopalian service. but That was also very ritualistic. Yeah. A lot of people don't like the ritualistic side of it. I think. Yeah, me, it really brings out the cult side of religion, I feel like. Yeah, I can see that. For me, it's like the tradition of it, and it's what I grew up with, so it brings me a lot of solace to have that back and forth. Yeah, I could find it being very comforting. I yeah. think as a child, I'd probably be like, oh my god. Yeah. But Yeah, don't get me wrong. We fell asleep like, in the pews. Yeah. As children, we fell asleep in the pews, and my mom told us, if y'all don't stop falling asleep in the pews, I'm not bringing y'all to church anymore. And we said, bet. And we did not go back to church for a long time. I love um, that. Look, I made my beret. Nice. So <laughs> instead of, so like with communion, it's very, you know, um, 
it's left hand over right when you approach the altar. Oh, wow. The priest says the body of Christ places it in your hand. He says the body of Christ and you say amen. And then you pick it up and you put it in your mouth and then you walk away. Or you do the sign of the cross. Pick it up, put it in your mouth, do the sign of the cross and then walk away. And like when you are going to take your seat in church, you, when you get to the end of the pew that you're going to sit in, you kneel and do the sign of the cross and then you go into your pew. Anytime you walk in and out, you dip your hand in holy water, do the sign of the cross. That's, it it just, it's ritualistic. And they're very specific, like they said, rigid traditions and processes. That's not how the exorcism works because that, as it turns out, is not how demons work. Yeah. They don't care so, about oh. your tradition. Let's sit here. Oh, oh, oh! You got to do a cross. Okay, hold on. I'll, I'll yeah, wait. I'll hold off on yeah. lifting her entire bed up until you do the sign of the cross. He's <laughs> like, but, oh, it's just getting going. Okay, okay. <laughs> so it just depends on making what an exorcism depends on is the authorization from valid and listed church authorities like the Pope and the uh-huh. Vatican, and the faith of the exorcist. So typically what I would assume is that you don't want a priest that is new to do an exorcism because I think the idea is that they are still able to question or they still are kind of finding their way in the faith. Yeah. Rather have an older priest who's been there for a while, has no problem. But what if he's like burnt out and his he says like he says he's in it, but his heart's not really there, and then the demon knows it, and then you're just fucked, you know? Listen, I saw the right. I know where you're getting, Anthony Hopkins. I saw that film. I did okay? like that movie. Didn't think I would have seen that. But yeah, that's what it, I, I think- wouldn't have expected that. I actually <laughs> forgot about that movie, though, um, until you just said that. <laughs> and actually, they touch on that. They yeah. touch on that, on the idea that. of a demon taking over the body of the priest yeah don't get ahead of yourself here caitlin this is educational educational i almost said educationary educationary get your educationary tail here (laughs) so (laughs) back to the educationary okay uh solemn exorcisms according to the canon law of the church can be exercised only by an ordained priest or higher placement. Um, with the so express if I'm permission. Ordained, oh, minister's priest. probably a little different than priest, huh? Yes. Yeah, yes. I don't know. Because anything a priest about... has promised his life in entirety, entirety, entirety to Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. They promise to live, I mean, they basically will live in poverty because, like, you know, at a church, there's generally a house behind or like on the church grounds. That's where the priests and the nuns live. Yes. Yes, I almost did one about, I almost researched the, I chose not to do it because I knew I was going to butcher all the French names, but in like 1692, there was a giant uh, possession of like all these nuns and stuff in a convent. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, I remember I've listened to some podcasts about it before, but I was just like, yeah, I'm going to fuck up all these names. So I was like, we're going to not, we're not going to do that. Because I was like, literally the name of the convent, I couldn't even say it's, I still have the pages. 
the Louvier's possessions. Um, uh, Nor it's in Normandy. Passion huh. at Lou L O U V I E R S Louvier. L O U Lou I E R S I E R S. Yeah. Louvier's. I don't know. I don't know. Madeline Bevent is the person who was the main person who was possessed. Um, and I was like, that's easy enough to say, but I was like, there are too many. I started reading it and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember this. And then I was like, I came across too many words where I was like, not only can I not pronounce the name of the place, but there's like five other words I came across that were in French. And well, I never took French. No, me I had either. to. I had to sing in French occasionally, and I found out that singing and speaking in French, some things are pronounced a certain way speaking French, but when you sing them, it's a different pronunciation, which I yeah. thought was super interesting. It's unlike any other language. Most languages, you just sing and speak the same way, but like with French, true. in song, it can be a different pronunciation, which I was just like what and then i was like how the fuck am i supposed to know how i'm supposed to pronounce it then it doesn't have a singing thing next to it. it's like it's like a you have it's to have phonetic yeah <laughs> it's like this is how you say it while singing this is how you say it while speaking like no it was just like well you should know that you pronounce it this way while singing and i was like who made these rules who made them not me yeah, that's insane that seems Maybe. inconvenient it was. I was like, because then now I couldn't just go to Google Translate if I wasn't sure how to pronounce a word for one of my freaking solos or something. So I was like, fuck French. We avoided it. <laughs> Sorry, French. So, they can only be done by a priest, an ordained priest, with the express permission of the local bishop and only after a careful medical examination to exclude the possibility of mental illness. Uh-huh. The Catholic Encyclopedia in 1908 says superstition superstition ought not to be confounded with religion, however much their history may be interwoven, nor magic, however white it may be, with a legitimate religious right. Okay? So, the signs of a demonic possession. Are you ready? Yes. Knowledge of hidden or remote things which the possessed has no way of knowing. Speaking foreign or ancient languages of which the possessed has no prior knowledge. Supernatural abilities and strength. And an aversion to anything holy. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking in tongues, speaking in Latin, speaking in any languages that you don't fucking know. Hey, what's up, Ryan? That's bud. Hey, bud. Look, look at my sugar cult background. You see it? Look, I was listening to memories. I'll be a memory. <laughs> you know the one. <laughs> hey. He thinks he's in trouble for coming in because I did tell him I was going to be recording. He said, "Absolutely, by no means, fucking come in here." <laughs> I didn't in. say that, but then he like creepily came in it's funny anyways so, um, <laughs> bye uh, 
aversion to anything holy and profuse blasphemy and or sacrilege. So I wonder, Again. speaking in tongues, a like reverse possession or like, is it where, I mean, cause I came. I don't know how Catholics feel about speaking in tongues. Huh? What did you say? I don't know how, how the Catholic church, I don't know how the Catholic church officially feels about speaking in tongues. We don't do it. Yeah, I was like, I grew up in a church where people did. So, yeah, like, all the time, I'd be, like, standing there, you know. I also came from, like, one of those ones where you, like, dance in the aisles and shit. Yeah, no, we don't do that. Undenomination. <laughs> <laughs> they just made their own rules. Um, yeah. <laughs> They were like dancing, and then all of a sudden, I'd be like stand next to someone, and they'd be like blah blah blah, and I was like, <laughs> and yeah. so I wonder if it's like, I mean, I wonder if it's like a, if it's supposed to be like a possession of an angel, or why all of a sudden are you? What if it's just the devil coming uh, in with people? <laughs> I don't know that it's actually recognized in the Catholic Church at all as anything legitimate. Yeah. Like, I like my theory. almost like the Catholic Church is like, nah, fuck them. <laughs> nah, that's dumb. Sounds weird, brah. She making it up. <laughs> that's gibberish. Around in the aisles, girl. <laughs> Stand up. Get your ass down. <laughs> Just shake your neighbor's hand and say peace be with you and shut up. And shut up. You didn't do your cross <laughs> left to your pew before you came back. That's right. Because I wondered the same thing, but like we, I never, we don't do that in the Catholic Church. Yeah, well, most, a lot of churches don't do it. Yeah, but I don't know, like I said, I don't even know that the Catholic Church recognizes it as anything like. I'm sure. I mean, I don't know. Man, Chris's family, I should ask them. They're so heavily active. Like, yeah, ask them. Like, man, they got their prayer candles up and everything. And I was like, if they come past that one section of ours in gray, they're going to cry. We had to very sneakily walk them past it whenever they yeah. visited. I was like, Chris was like, where's your fun gift section? And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, no, we're not. No. No. And I was like, and now it's next to the olive oil place. I was like, look at all these olive oils because they're Italian. <laughs> so, yeah, great. <laughs> I was like, just look at you that. You guys love oil, right? 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 <laughs> it's got garlic. Yeah, like that. <laughs> Great. So, the first official guidelines for exorcism were established in 1614. This goes back to, like, not confusing it with witchcraft um, or superstition. Okay. Not confusing. Sorry. The, the first official guidelines for exorcism were established in 1614. Okay. Sorry, I guess we're lagging really bad. Hang on. Yeah. Okay, are you there? Yeah. Okay. It says my internet connection is unstable. Oh. But I can hear you fine. That was weird. Yeah, cause, but then I could hear my question to you, like, while you were yeah. talking. I had said it before you started talking again. Oh. Go so ahead. I was gonna ask it to me now. Uh, Spooky. Ghost. <laughs> The ghosts are coming in. Um, it's Annabelle. She's mad. I'm going to close this fucking computer and throw it in a fire right now. 
No hesitation. Uh, fuck, I forgot my question now. It's fine. It was about superstition and religion and witchcraft. Uh, oh, I was asking, so they were trying to, were they trying to set the, like, exorcism apart from, like, not being witchcraft, or, like, was yes. the demonic herself, like, in question of being a witch? Or I think it's setting it setting the difference the line between any um anything religious noting the difference between religion and witchcraft or religion and superstition okay okay cool so i think just all of it as a whole so it says the first official guidelines for exorcism established in 1614 whereas grimoire grimoire yeah were widely known and used since the ancient period. Now, the guidelines were revisited and revised by the Vatican in 99 as the demand for exorcisms increased. I don't know why from 1614 to 1999, <laughs> suddenly more demons were like, what up, bitch? It's I'm the 90s, man. Yeah, I don't know, but I'm in your body, ho. Maybe uh, maybe people became increasingly aware of how much the world sucks. I mean, yeah. Or, you know, a notable increase in mental health issues being recognized. Yeah, and then technology and understanding the difference between the two, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. So, um... People, yeah, just being more open about stuff like that, too. Because I feel yeah. like anything that was out of the ordinary back then, you had to be like, hush, hush. Yeah. Like in the 1600s, you know, because I was there. Yeah. Um. Uh-huh. <laughs> so in the 15th century, Catholic exorcists were both priestly and lay. So any Christian was considered as having the power to command demons and drive them out in the name of Christ. They use the Benedictine formula, vade retro satana, which means step back, Satan. <laughs> step back, Satan. Step back, Satan. <laughs> step back, bro. Step out. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> step out. <laughs> Satan. <laughs> That's what Jack Black is getting up out there. Yeah. <laughs> Rock. Yeah. So, by the late 1960s, Roman Catholic exorcisms were seldom performed in the United States. Okay. Because, again, that goes back to, because they were, I mean, there was a, a chain of commands to get these done. To get an official Roman Catholic exorcism, they'd had to be brought up to, I mean, it had to be brought up the flagpole. They had to jump it through some hoops. Yeah, it wasn't like you could just be like, bro, I think Howdy, he has hey. Step back, Satan. Howdy, like, hey, Satan. That's not how Catholics today. Yeah. The name of the episode, Howdy, hey, Satan's in me today. <laughs> Let's put that on a t-shirt. Hi, I'm Becca. And I'm Josie. And, and we're, we're your, your judges. judges. And this is by the cover. No, wait, do you want us to, oh, shit. Okay, we'll try it again. Hi, 
I'm Becca. And I'm Josie. And, and we're, we're your, your judges. judges on By the Cover, a new podcast. Yeah, we're a talk show. God, we're a Josie. Yeah, we're a comedy talk show centered around Amazon book review culture. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, Stitcher. Wherever podcasts are. All the We're places. There. You can't hide from us. Anyway, listen to our show. We're going to be funny. We're going to be talking about books, and it's going to be great. Yay! Promo over. Looking for a job? Check out ResWrite. ResWrite offers resumes, cover letters, and LinkedIn profiles for individuals searching for new opportunities. Resumes start at just $30. Check out ResWrite.com for more info and use my code ResWriteRMN10 for 10% off all services. Again, that is ResWriteRMN10, which is R-E-S-R-I-T-E-R-M, as in mom, N as in nachos, 10 for 10% off all services. What? Nachos was a good thing. <laughs> Hi, my name is Gary. I spend a lot of time on Rogue Media. I love podcasting. Podcast makes me so happy. When I'm not doing anything else, I'm listening to Bluesville, Keep Waco Loud, and a lot of other things. I love the Rogue Media. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I really like Step Back Satan. Also that. Let's make two. <laughs> Perfect. So, um... <laughs> It did become, by the mid-70s, popular film and literature revived interest in the ritual. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, Rosemary's um, Baby came out around then, right? Yeah. And when did The Exorcist come out? The Exorcist, yeah. The Exorcist came out then. Rosemary's Baby was like 90s, I think. I thought it was Rosemary. like 80s. No, that was. That was 68. Okay, I was right. I was oh, okay. Right. Yeah. So Maverick Priest, who belonged to Fringes, took advantage of the increase in demand and performed exorcisms with little or no official sanction. There's which a, is dangerous. Yeah, there's a movie on Shudder that it looks dumb as fuck. But mm -hmm. uh, the whole premise is like these people are doing exorcism as a um, like to get YouTube likes and stuff. 
and then all of a sudden it goes wrong one day because yeah. it actually gets possessed and it's like well and i know like, a saw like i'm like dr phil or something this guy was training these like 17 year old girls to do them to be possessed or to do oh to perform exorcisms and it's to like cast out the church didn't give you the right to do this and you're not affiliated with any church and they would say like oh we've done twenty five thousand this year and i'm like there's that's not also even not possible and because and well because here's what you don't like i'm sure you realize but here's what they don't realize is that exorcisms aren't just like I mean, you don't just say step back Satan anymore. They can take yeah, days, amen. weeks, months. And if the religious rite is not completed, guess what happens? They come right back. The, the demon can go, can plant itself into the priest that didn't complete the rite. Oh. You ever seen that little painting? It's not a painting. It's like a digital drawing. <laughs> but it says the texercist. And then it says... Be gone, demon, get! <laughs> but get's like G-I-T. G-I-T, yeah. <laughs> get! So... <laughs> Texorcist. <laughs> so because of that, because of those underground exorcisms, quote-unquote, that's when the Catholic Church decided to amend the official guidelines. Mm. It established the procedure that clergy members and... Eat, and uh, each individual who claims to be impacted by demonic possession must follow. Uh, it includes a rule that the potentially possessed individual must be evaluated by a medical professional before any other acts are taken. Primary reason, like we said, eliminate the suspicion of mental illness before the yeah. next steps are taken. Um, since it's very, very rare um, to actually be possessed, mental health issues are often mistaken for demonic possession. The Vatican requires that each diocese has a specially trained priest who's able to diagnose demonic possession and perform exorcisms when necessary. So each, um, like there's a diocese in, in Waco, there's a diocese in Austin, there's a diocese. It's, it's just the, that group of churches has to have a priest who can perform exorcisms. Okay. So, um, there was something else really interesting the person possessed can be restrained so they don't harm anyone the exorcist then prays and commands for the demons to retreat catholic priests recite certain prayers the lord's prayer hail mary and the athanasian creed um exorcists follow procedures listed in the ritual of the exorcism revised by the vatican in 99 Seasons exorcists use the rituale Romanum as a starting point, not always following the prescribed formula exactly. Like we said, it's not a sacrament. You don't have to go by the rigid guidelines. Yeah. Um, it is governed by a Vatican document, De Exorcimus et Supplicationibus mm. Quibustum. I don't know Italian. Is, um, it, is it Italian? The Vatican is in Rome. Yeah, but isn't most of that? Stuff oh, I guess it's Latin. Latin, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Vatican offers a course on exorcism, 
which in 2019, for the first time, was open to members of other Christian denominations. Interesting. That's cool. Mm -hmm. The course is called Exorcism and Prayer of Liberation and is offered by the Sacerdos Institute at the Regina Apostolorum Pontifical Athenium. Jesus Christ. Yeah. (laughs) Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. The Vatican offers it. I'm sure financial aid doesn't cover it. Let's take a Uh, (laughs) clip. The Gale Encyclopedia of the Unusual and Unexplained describes that an exorcism was a confrontation and not simply a prayer. Once it has begun, it has to finish no matter how long it takes. If the exorcist stops the right, then the demon will pursue him, which is why the process being finished is so essential. After the exorcism has finished, the person possessed feels a kind of release of guilt, feels reborn and freed of sin. Not all exorcisms are successful the first time. Could take days, weeks, or months of constant prayer and exorcisms. Yes, I have read, or not read, I've heard, listened to um, ones that have taken months. Like Yeah. Some of them where they would go for, I think, like four or five months and then then the girl like the demon i guess i don't know was smart or something and was like oh i'm bitter now yeah. and then like three years later it was like come back gotcha. yeah like i really i'm still up in your body that's right and uh then they had to then re again and i think they ended up having to call out the original priest yeah to, so that way he could be the one who did it yep um i think it's what i i know i have zero clue as to which one this was i just i listened to it on one of my podcasts that i listened to so well no clue like, which that's one why i one. say like this whole argument of like we've done twenty five thousand exorcisms this year doesn't make sense no hey they're super rare like how i mean I feel like an exorcism has got to take a day at least, at least, and there's only 365 days in a year. Yeah. How are you doing 25,000? There's not even that many minutes well, in a year. Just kidding. There probably and is. And, and here's the thing. 525,600 of them. Um, but here's the thing is that, like, not only that, but, like, are there 25,000 possessions in a year? No. Yeah. So there's that's not. All I, have. I know for a fact there's not. Yeah. Hey, you about to drop that fact whenever you start your story? No. Oh, I'm just joking. I don't actually know. <laughs> but I really sold it, huh? You did. Much like horsies. Yeah, horsies. It's horsies. <laughs> um. <laughs> So that's all I have as far as the process. I mean, we've all, I'm sure, seen the movies. We all, but now you know a little bit more about like the history of them and everything. There's one, oh man, I wish, I'd, I'll, I'll have to try and find it. Um, I believe okay. I actually watched this one on Netflix, but this movie was, it was a rather intriguing, almost, it seemed like it was, it was just you know like a kind of a mockumentary but like not not so much as in like it's like making fun of (laughs) yeah it was just it was like it was a document 
it was a film that was supposed to be in a documentary style. Oh, okay. uh, and so it was like it was a documentary, but it it wasn't based yeah. on true events. Um, yeah. And man, it's on Netflix. It it was a very interesting one, but it did talk about how the like exorcism and stuff had to come down from the Pope, and then um, it's just a very. I felt like it had to be one of the most realistic interpretations of what an actual the process not only of the process um but like just in terms of how the exorcism took place and like the events that occurred within yeah. it um i felt had to be very accurate yeah Again, i mean i don't really know i'm not physically or personally hey kitty She's trying to eat my fucking Halloween decorations. Those are Bastille reproductions. Don't eat my little demon's leg. Stop. He's good. No, eat. Sorry. It looks like there's a sunlight in Sugar Cult's album cover. Oh, there is. We got some <laughs> rays of light. Don't eat them. God. Sorry. They were only eight dollars because they're reproductions and not the actual. <laughs> well, yes. But man, I had this one little fun, dancing demon. Saw it. He's trying to eat his leg. Because <laughs> I took all of them down. I haven't put them up yet. Oh. So they're just sitting on the floor. They're sitting in a nice little stack to be stored. Yeah. Yeah. She turned. Now she's on fucking crack. Where are you going? Oh my God. She's checking a bag in there. Okay. Anyways. Um, this movie, I will have to go back through. Netflix never changes their horror films. Yeah. They just change the covers of them. And uh -huh. It pisses me off because I'm always like scrolling through and I'm like, oh, I haven't seen this one. And then I like click on the thing and I'm like, all right. Yeah, I've already watched it. It was boring as fuck. And yeah. Because I've seen every single horror movie on Netflix, I swear. That's why I got Shutter because I was like, I've ran out. <laughs> yeah. Watched them all. And then I watched them all on Hulu too. So I was like, well, what does Shutter have? Maybe they've got something to offer. And it's actually been pretty okay. Um, to hear. Huh? I said, well, that's good to hear. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've got some interesting films. I'm, it's not, I, like, I wish they had more classics. Like, The Exorcism is not on there. Yeah. Um, because that was one specifically that I wanted to watch again. Uh, but they have like, they have um, like a documentary kind of style over like films and yeah, see like over how it's the cursed films documentary. Um, so the Exorcist on there, I believe Poltergeist is as well. Yeah. Poltergeist also on Shutter. It's on Netflix. I watched it on there recently, mm -hmm. but. I'm just like, I feel like if you're going to be a horror streaming site, you should have, you should have the OGs, right? Well, maybe they couldn't get the rights to them. Well, I mean, I feel like I'd be, I'd be like going for the horror site. If I was the original people, I'd be like, no, nah, I want my stuff to be on an exclusive horror. That's the question. Who has more subscribers? Yeah, Netflix. Yeah. Always. Look, my head's disappearing. I see that. Um, Kitty's attacking all of my Halloween decoration. Anyways, speaking of scary movies, I chose to do the possession of um, 
the Perron family, who was, is that how you say their name? Yeah, Perron, P-E-R-R-O-N. Perron. Perron. Or Perron. Perron. The Perron family, it is the family that inspired The Conjuring. I fucking knew it. Yep. Well, I will say The Conjuring um, was one of the first horror films in a long time that legitimately got me excited. Yeah. I remember seeing the trailer and being like, because <gasps> that yeah. little clapping, that little yep. clappy claim, mm-hmm. which is like 2.5 seconds of the actual film itself. Um, and that was like all the trailer was was the clapping yeah. game. Um, that it hooked me in, and then I went and saw it in theaters, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. My only scene, and I will like go to my grave. Well, this is just my personal take on horror films. I don't think the face of the demon should be shown or the ghost or anything like that. If they're trying to make it like scary, like panning in on it. The wardrobe scene in The Conjuring is one of my least favorites um, because like everything's so scary and then they like pan in on that bitch's face and I just laugh every time because I'm like, no. (laughs) Then there's a scene. God, you're insane. I am. (laughs) There's a scene in the basement of The Conjuring when um, the oh you know it's like one of the kids or something goes down there and uh the little boy that the girl sees in the music box like he's down there and stuff and this girl's hiding and um all that drops down are feet hanging because (laughs) the witch and who then becomes i believe it's like bl's a bub or some shit um just queen uh, <laughs> is is the person and so that all you see is the feet hanging the to, me, <laughs> to me that's terrifying because yes. i don't know if it's it probably has to do something with my just fucked up imagination and how most of my dreams are just terrifying nightmares uh and have yeah. been ever since i was a little kid so almost anything that my subconscious can come up with is more terrifying than the shit they will show me. Right. So like, I'll be, um, another one that really got me that I thought was fantastic was, um, mama. I yeah. really enjoyed that film until they showed her face while she was like skulking around and like crawling up on the ceiling, like a yeah. weird spider and stuff. I was like, Ooh, Ooh. Nope. Remember that time I told you I tried to walk like those kids? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He did, yeah. Yeah. Uh, But once they showed her face, it completely ruined it for me. I was just like, it's not as not as cool. I don't know, because the way that I was picturing her was honestly, and almost I think the fear of not knowing is maybe is what it is for me too because then i, I see know. it it all scares the fuck out of me yeah I, I tend to laugh at most of the maybe and maybe that is how i process the fear but like most of the time like with that conjuring scene i was i was legitimately like 
<laughs> okay. That's, that's dumb. That's really dumb. And I love everything else about that movie except for that. Uh. Uh, I will say in The Conjuring 2 with the nun, uh, there was a few times where they showed her it. face and I was like, nope, no thank you. Don't like that. Um, but I think the Conjuring series and the Conjuring universe, so then Annabelle spurred mm-hmm. off of it, um, was, is fantastic. And I think they're really doing a, like, fantastic job with horror films in recent, because it's, most films that come out, it's like, okay, same shit, different day. Yeah. And I think they really took, like, a possession case, which is very common mm-hmm. for horror, um, and made it their own and then especially with annabelle the first annabelle was incredible i remember i watched that shit by myself in the theaters because i don't know why and i was staying at home alone for spring break so then i had to go (laughs) home to my empty house after watching that movie in the theaters and i was on the phone with my mom because while i like to pretend that i'm like not scared of shit when i get home alone i am pretty scared um, and so I called my mom, like, hey, I need you to stay on the phone with me until I get in bed <laughs> and can be safe. And there's this one scene in Annabelle, the original one, uh, where the demon is, like, kind of, like, chasing this girl up the stairs. And then, like, every time she looks back, like, you know, it stops. And then she's, like, going. And then it's, like, and it's getting closer every time. Um, and as I was on the phone with my mom and I lived in a condo style like house like I do now and I was running I was going upstairs to then go to the bathroom um and then go to bed uh the call dropped midway up the stairs and the same time that the call dropped on my mom's end her power went out and I was like well of course I didn't know that until later um because then we couldn't, I kept trying to call her back, but you know, the phone weren't connecting. And so eventually I got a hold of her again and she said that. And I was like, Ooh, that's kind of, that's, you know what I would have said if I had been your mom, huh? Don't you ever fucking call me after a scary movie again, you little twat, (laughs) little demon, demon child. Yeah. I feel like my mom and my dad, my dad, for some reason, The Conjuring is almost like a Christmas movie for us. Like, I swear we watch it every time I'm at God it's almighty. It's like, let's sit down. Oh, let's sit down and watch The Conjuring. What a good family movie. <laughs> I've watched it the most times at his house. He loves it. It's, it's a great film. I, I mean, aside from that stupid wardrobe scene. Anyways, um, so... I chose to research that, and uh, so that it, I'm actually not taking from Wiki like I thought I was. Mm. <laughs> I'm taking from a, a, a website called ATI, which then stands for allthatsinteresting.com. Okay. Um, it was updated in June 21st of 2020, so I guess it's maybe somewhat accurate. Um the parent family in the Enfield haunting. So it's scarier than the movie itself. And so a lo- apparently the 
movie got met with a lot of backlash saying like mm, this is this can't even be real it's too scary to be real but i did find it interesting to read i didn't actually realize this um that the conjuring was so ed warren had already passed away but lorraine was very active in the movie set itself and she pretty much was like nah that's not how it happened you cannot like take that she didn't let them like go too far out of hand yeah so pretty much like everything that happened like she was she was like no this is this was real so i thought that was really cool that she was actually in on the directing itself um but a little bit of background about ed warren and lorraine ed and lorraine warren they have both now since passed r.i.p um they're some real fucking cool people uh but ed warren was a world war ii veteran and a former police officer who became a self-possessed de- professed not possessed although fitting, fitting. <laughs> <laughs> demonologist after studying the subject on his own so his all wife, i heard was self-professed demon and i was like oh, oh neat <laughs> he was a self-professed demon I think I'm going to be a demon today. That's one route. (laughs) That'd be funny. No, self-professed demonologist. Um, Lorraine, it says, claimed to be a clairvoyant, but not claimed. She just fucking was a clairvoyant and a medium who was capable of communicating with the demons that Ed discovered. In 1952, Ed and Lorraine founded the New England Society for Psychic Research, and it is now the oldest ghost hunting group in new england and they quickly gained notoriety as respected paranormal investigators after their initial investigation of the amityville hauntings which again very fascinating um although the people who lived there afterwards said they didn't actually experience too much so uh anyways and also the priest who uh the priest that vouched for the amityville Came mm-hmm. out and admitted that it that he lied. Yeah, a lot of people lied with the amity, especially the second owners, the second family. They were wanting money from it, and so if I if I'm remembering correctly, um, so they dramatized it a bit, so that way maybe they would get some more media attention and then get more money. Is from what I remember. Um, However, their two most famous cases were heavily popularized by the Conjuring franchise. And that is the ones, the parent and then the other one. (laughs) Um, So here's where it said that though the movies seem over-dramatized and impossible to believe, the Warrens maintain that all the events depicted actually transpired. And Lorraine was a consultant on the film and claimed she did not let the directors take any more dramatic license than was necessary. So, like, occasionally, like, probably that wardrobe scene was a fucking lie. But, like, shit, like, the bed being pulled on and I'm sure seeing the, like, floating feet, I'm sure all of that was entirely possible. Um, so, anyways, the true story of the Perrin family uh, begins with the, so this first film, and in January 1971, the Perrin family moved into a 14-room farmhouse in Harrisville, Rhode Island. 
14 fucking rooms. What do you need with that many fucking rooms? Farmhouse. How many kids did they have? I believe like six. No, I'd want 14 rooms too. Yeah, you have room for everything. Well, here's the thing. It It doesn't say 14 bedrooms. True. It just says 14 rooms. But I feel like when I refer to like a house, I'm like, oh, it's a four bedroom house or two bedroom house. But see, that's the difference is that you're saying three bedroom. But I feel like, yeah, but I feel like it's common to depict it that way. Like, why would you be like, I don't know. A lot of, so like the reason I bring that up is because a lot of the real estate boards on their listings, it'll say total rooms and then it'll say how many bedrooms. Well, they should just list bedrooms because that's all I think of as actual rooms. My living room is called a living room. I need to know, does it have one living room or a den? It's not included in my rooms count, you know? Well, I don't know, bud. Yeah. They should get online. It was in Harrisville, Rhode Island, where Carolyn Roger and their five daughters, sorry, if I literally read one sentence more began to notice strange things happening almost immediately after they moved in. Um, It started small. Carolyn would notice that the broom went missing or seemed to move from place to place on its own. She would hear the sound of something scraping against the kettle in the kitchen when no one was there. She'd find small piles of dirt in the center of a newly cleaned kitchen floor. The girls then began to notice the spirits around the house, though for the most part, they were harmless. There were a few, however, that were angry so like the little boy and stuff like that harmless but then like the bitch pulling on their fucking uh, why am I saying bitch man oh someone's gonna come get me in my house with all my dolls huh. Ryan anyway. start the fire <laughs> Karen allegedly researched the history of the home and discovered that it had been in the same family for eight generations and that many of them had died under mysterious or horrible circumstances Several of the children had drowned in a nearby creek, one was murdered, and a few of them hanged themselves in the attic. The spirit was depicted in the film as Bathsheba. Sorry, yeah, that's what it was. Bathsheba uh, was the worst of them all. Whoever the spirit, this is a quote from one of the the oldest of the five girls, Andrea Perrin, 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 it says, whoever the spirit was, she perceived herself to be mistress of the house, and she resented the competition my mother posed for that position. Um, turns out there was actually a real person named Bathsheba Sherman who lived on the parents' property in the mid-1800s. She was rumored to have been a Satanist, and there was evidence that she had been involved in the death of a neighbor's child, though no trial ever took place. Um, she was buried in a nearby Baptist cemetery in downtown Harrisville. The parents believed that it was Bathsheba's spirit that was tormenting them. According to Andrea, the family experienced other spirits as well uh, that smelled of like other spirits as well that smelled like rotting flesh and would cause their beds to rise off the floor. Uh, That sounds gross. Um, She claims her father would enter the basement and feel a cold, stinking presence behind him, and they often stayed away from the dirt-floored cellar, but the heating equipment would often fail mysteriously, causing Roger to venture down. Over the 10 years that the family lived in the house, the Warrens made multiple trips to investigate. So that's like a pretty big liberty is they made it seem like the family was there for 
like a couple yeah. months max. Yeah. But over 10 years they lived in that house. Can you imagine? No. <laughs> Move out instantly. <laughs> As they did in the film. Film. Um, so the Warrens came out multiple times to investigate. At one point, Lorraine conducted a seance to attempt to contact the spirits that were possessing the family. During the seance, Carolyn Perrin became possessed, speaking in tongues and rising from the ground in her chair. The mom was the one who was mainly targeted in the films. Um, so that would make sense that they chose to go with that. Andrea claims to secretly witness the seance. She said, I thought I was going to pass out. My mother began to speak a language not of this world in a voice not her own, and her chair levitated and she was thrown across the room. Man, fuck. Could you imagine? Ooh, could you imagine seeing that? That's crazy. Oh, nope, don't want to. Um, though the movie version of events culminates with Ed performing an exorcism rather than a seance, Lorraine insists that she and her husband would never attempt one as they must be performed by Catholic priests. That's right. After the, that's right. And I feel like they were pretty good about staying um they were pretty good about staying to the actual like protocol because yeah. i believe in the second film the uh in the infield haunting that they did like at one point they were like nope because this one i believe was in like the uk england yeah yeah and they this this photo that is there for it is one that I remember I think they showed at the beginning of the film itself um and it's just it's fucking insane um but I, I think in that film they're a little bit more true to the Warrens themselves and how they were actually pretty adamant about sticking to protocol um but it says after the seance Roger kicked the Warrens out worried about his wife's mental stability. And according to Andrea, the family continued to live in the house due to financial instability. Yeah, because they just spent all their fucking money on a 14-room house um, until they were able to move in 1980, at which point the spirits were silenced and the haunting ceased. So that's, uh, that's really it. The, I mean, I could, I guess, tell you also about the infield, but I think we are running out of time now. Yeah. Uh, so we can definitely talk about that another time because it is a fascinating, fascinating story as well. And while I've not seen the second Conjuring as much to be, to relate as much knowledge about that film, uh, I did think it was pretty good. The little old man and that was in it was pretty creepy. And then, yes, I do remember this photo. I'm pretty sure they do flash it at the beginning of the film. They have actual photos of when they were conducting the exorcism and it's pretty wild you know yeah i'm sure it is <laughs> um but yeah so that's the parent family the original of the the true story of the conjuring so you know maybe not quite as intense as the movie showed but it seems like they had a just a boatload of spiritual activity within their home and lots of I mean, rightly so, lots of stuff to be afraid of, so. Well, you know what I'm glad about? Mm. I'm really glad that we got this out of the way. Well, you know that there's, we'll have to cover possession again someday, right? Glad we got this out of the way. Okay. Spooky. That's Spooky. all I'm glad about. 
Well, yeah, we'll leave it. We'll leave it for bits. Yeah. So, uh, thank you for listening. If you want to reach out, you can find us on Instagram. Yeah. And that's What's Your Excuse podcast with no spaces or apostrophes. Or you can find us on Facebook. At What's Your Excuse podcast with spaces and apostrophes because they're not animals. That's right. Or you can reach out to us via email and let us know Woo-hoo. anything. Just email us anything. We're not picky. All the emails. Yeah. If you uh if you have a possession case that you said the Vatican turned me down, we want to hear it. <laughs> I do, do want to hear that. Be intrigued. So that I can go, duh. Duh. Uh, uh, and uh, the email address is oh yeah that's right <laughs> what's your excuse podcast at gmail.com and that's all just one giant le- word not letter one, or as some would call an email address an email address yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh and then thank you again to our patrons if you uh-huh. want to support us you can go to patreon.com slash what's your excuse podcast yeah we're hopefully going to add more things that are only beneficial to our Patreon soon. Yeah. One day. One day. So, but, all right. This well, been that's fun. it. That's all, folks. That, that, that's uh, Keep it spoopy. What did we say last time? Fuck. I listened to it the other day, too, and said, oh, remember that. Keep it spoopy? No, it was like, get out of here, motherfuckers. No, probably not that. <laughs> well, that's huh. what we'll say today. Get on out of here, motherfucker. Go on, get Tetrisist. Step back, Satan. Step back, Satan. Hey, howdy, hey, Satan's in me today. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>